Are you a female professional who is working in a competitive environment and trying to make changes in your field? Are you wondering about female professionals, career journey, and the challenges they face in their daily life? There is a famous saying by Chairman Mao, women hold up half the sky. It's a statement to affirm that women can do just as much as men can. Welcome to Half the Sky, a podcast by, for, and about female professionals. This is Jingjia. I'm a data scientist, and I'm your host for the podcast. In this first episode of Half the Sky, I'm very honored to have Sarah Jug and Ilana Duffy join me. Sarah is the curriculum manager for AI4O Open Learning. She leads the development of the Open Learning Curriculum for AI4O, a nonprofit dedicated to increasing diversity and inclusion in AI education, research, and development. Here she talks about her work. I've been writing a bunch of short, focused curriculum. So the first curriculum I wrote for AI for All was 30 hours long and covers all of like what AI is. The second curriculum I wrote for AI for All was 30 hours long and covered sentiment analysis and natural language processing and how to program and all that. Uh, the third curriculum I wrote for AI for All was written after COVID um, for teachers who needed something really quick. Um, and also we were hoping quick things would make teachers more interested in running the long things. So the third thing I wrote for AI for All was a one hour long lesson um, that manages to cover what AI is, how machines learn from data, uh, data privacy and algorithmic bias, all in a way that is short and fun and one hour long. I will never write a curriculum that good again in my life. Ilana is the founder and CEO at the Pathfinder Lab, a startup serving veteran communities. She graduated from Cornell University with a master's in engineering and a U.S. Army veteran, medically retired with the Purple Heart War Hero. We chatted about her latest experience. My name is Lana Duffy, and I am the CEO of Pathfinder Labs Incorporated, and we started a company to resolve the problem of military and veteran integration into their communities using artificial intelligence technologies and nonprofit program enhancement to help people connect better to communities and to help them find the right resources at the right time. And it's a, it's a crazy world out there, especially as a woman in technology with a military background and finding the good things in all of the drama that we deal with every day. Well, that's why I love to have you here and then we can all learn from each other how to deal with all those dramas. I want to learn from you guys how we can assert it and get things done. Sarah, do you have that problem? Because like the last time we say, said about gender things, but it also can be more broader. I mostly work in education. In fact, what I work with in education is programming uh, and I have a technical degree done technical things. Gender in teaching is very different from gender in tech. I mean, leaders are still 
disproportionately male. Really? Yeah. Oh, like principals. Like principals. They're or, disproportionately or, male principals compared to, yeah. for instance, teachers, which is way disproportionately a female. That's so weird because why, like, you would think that the track would be your principal? Yeah, like teacher into administration, but I it's guess it's not always like not even for women principals. Sometimes people think mm, people are dismissive of teachers generally, in a way that I think people are less dismissive of basically any other profession because everyone has had teachers, and so they think that like like doctors, people have doctors, but people think doctors do this thing which is magic that they don't understand. People think teachers do this thing that they clearly understand. They had teachers. The teachers taught them, theoretically taught them stuff, but like often they didn't like their teachers or like people here, students are not doing well in school. And they think, well, you know, I had teachers I hated too. Most of those teachers are just in it for the summer and um, we just really need to whip them into shape. If we just hired this business guy who clearly knows how to run things because his business works uh, to run this school, then clearly since schools are just like businesses, everything will be so much better. It's gendered in the assumption of teaching generally. Like even when I worked in tech, I didn't feel like people talked down to me. This, this is the first job I've had where sometimes male teachers will say, oh, it's cool that you're writing AI curriculum. Why aren't you teaching them algorithms, like AI algorithms? I mostly teach about AI, like its impacts and all of that. And I say, well, you know, because we're explicitly writing for students that maybe don't have access to computer science, right? Uh, and I often get the response, I could help you write a more technical curriculum. I don't need help writing a more technical curriculum. That's not the problem. Did you miss the part where I said this is, I'm writing for the audience that I am writing for? Um, that is the first, this is the first job where it has happened that I felt a little bit mansplained to by these teachers who are very well-meaning. They really are. But also... There, there, there is something about when that guy is saying that, you can see that he's not listening. And then sometimes I'm right into the problem is really man not listening. It's um, not, I think it also often gets talked about as an anti-women thing. Like men don't trust women who do things. I guess in the case of the guys who are telling me that I could help you write your more technical curriculum. I do sometimes wonder that if I had been a dude, if they would have thought that they, I needed their help um, or if they would have bought my credentials, which are fine. So well, maybe you just said, um, you know, right. I did a Google before, so um, that's not a problem, but you know. <laughs> I think a lot of times. So, you know, most of my friends are dudes, for instance. I actually would like three of us, if brainstorms, what we can make it a little bit different. Well, first of all, one of the reasons that I went back to get my, that I went to get my MBA is because I was like, no one is taking me seriously as a tech business owner. Women are, women businesses are underfunded. Women are not uh, looked at as 
business owners or tech business owners or something like maybe a restaurant, even with tech and STEM getting more diverse, it's still not, it's not prevalent. So I was like, that's it. I'm going to go to business school. Um, And then I was like, oh my God, marketing is stupid. You know, like I've dealt with this in the army. I've dealt with this in, because in the army, I mean, it applies in other situations, but um, we are also talking about kind of why women in the military don't get along all the time. And like women in tech, I find don't, I still kind of have this like, uh, like, I don't know if I want to be like friends with her. And a lot of it is because we are spending so much time, not necessarily, you're not necessarily competing with each other, but you have to, you are spending all your time proving yourself. You have to exceed a standard that the guys barely have to meet and that means because you're constantly having to prove to them hey I'm not going to be the weakest link here like I know my shit I can do my things I can you know um I can meet all of the requirements that you guys meet have to meet so like I can be on your team and then it's um that old thing of like okay well then it becomes and so you like first of all like you that means that you you spend all your time having to exceed those standards so like if I actually never felt super comfortable going up to another woman in the military being like oh this is such bullshit because I knew that a they already knew and b they had their own standards to exceed and shit to deal with so it was easier to just go to one of the guys that I was friends with and be like, this is all crap. Um, because I know that you don't have this extra burden. So you have the brain processing power to actually listen to me on this. Um, but also because you find that it's only... Uh, they look at it as there's only one seat at the table for a woman. So then it does become competitive because you're like, well, if there's only one seat, I want it to be me. So now you are competing with all of the other women because they can't conceive of making it a bigger table or showing up with another chair. It's we got to get um, like, like, no, like we have one seat open that one of you broads can fill. So um, we're going to pick the best one. So now you're competing with all of the women. And it's, it's not exclusive to the military. It's just more dominant and testosterone filled. And they will say things that in the civilian world, people would be like, oh, dude, you can't say that or you're going to get a like complaint filed against you. In the military, you're like, mm, no, that's just what I expected. That's what I ended up finally doing with these guys is basically I was like, hey, it's either you guys start listening to me or I'm off and I'm gone and you lose your fundraising face of you know, the one-legged lady vet 
bullshit. Because, uh, yeah, I, I, I know what this shit was about. Um, but uh, I was like, you know, and that's a marketing loss for you, pal. Um, and a lot of these companies are like, hey, we need diversity. Hey, we need this. Hey, we need this. And you're like, yeah, well, you know why this place isn't so diverse? Because you treat your women like shit. Um, uh, what was it, ZocDoc or something that got like a terrible reputation for uh, treating all of their women like garbage? I think it was maybe, um, maybe it was, Google. I don't think it was Google, no, Uber. Uber, that was like, you yeah, know. That's Uber, yeah. I yeah. think the, the, their CEO got kicked out because of that. Yep. Yeah. You know, this is actually what you touch based on is this imposter syndrome, you know, tend to be lots of uh, uh, female uh, professional have. And then it's also another when you're talking about, you know, there's only one seat for the female in the, in the meeting room. You know, this is actually totally wrong because that's the token seat. It doesn't really to reflect your capacity or your cap capability of your profession. It just, they want to have one of these person to cover their diversity needs. Well, imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome is a huge thing with like women, with women in any field, but um, particularly in male dominated fields and stuff like that. And then, you know, you know, disadvantages of, um, of, you know, you, and then you're like, well, also I come from another country and, or I might be non-binary or like all of these other things. And, and it's funny because like, I have, I have major imposter syndrome, like my therapist and I talk about this sometimes, you know, whenever we get around to it among the 45 million other things that my therapist and I like to talk about. Um, but the, the whole thing with imposter syndrome is like being constantly reminded, like, look, I wouldn't be here if someone didn't think, like, I wouldn't be in the room if someone didn't think that I added something to this project or this conversation. And it's just remembering that, like, I may not be like, I might not be their ideal candidate. I might not be like the, the end all be all or the subject matter expert or, or something like that. But you know what? Like someone thought I have enough to contribute to be in here.
And then of course we have the additional problem of like, well, how do I remind other people of that without being, without coming across as a bitch? I don't really care if you think I'm a bitch because I can be. You don't want to see me when I am one. Today, we talked about the dealing with unconscious bias in the working environment and life in general. On top of that, we also looked into fighting the inner doubt women imposed on themselves. Personally, I believe that with an open mindset and equal mentality, we can assure others and ourselves that women are equal contributors to the society. Thank you for listening to the, this podcast. Hope you like it.